Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A little bit better, a little bit of Van Halen to kick this next three quarters of an hour off. It is 13 and a half minutes after one. The Kathmandu Coast to Coast, the two-day event is underway. Tomorrow it is the longest day. There'll be a lot of nervous bodies in the South Island. One man who understands that and has won this race three times joins me on the programme. A lot of people will be familiar with the name because in more recent times, he's established himself as a world-class coach, coaching Lisa Carrington. In fact, he has won the Halberg Award Coach of the Year on four occasions. His name is Gordon Walker. Afternoon to you, Gordy. Welcome. Thanks, mate. Thank you very much. Okay, how nervous are those athletes feeling right now? Uh, yeah, pretty nervous, I'd say. Pretty nervous and... Probably, uh, there's a lot to do on the day before, actually, with the coast-to-coast. You're really, really busy organising your support crew and your logistics, and there's just so much gear and stuff that you need to get ready. So, uh, you know, not only are you nervous, but you're also probably a little bit rushed, which doesn't help things. Um, But, yeah, no doubt they'll be pretty nervous and not necessarily into the best night's sleep tonight. Mm. Um, Gordon, it's an event that involves running, mountain biking, kayaking, road cycling. Is there a particular leg that you've got to master, that you've got to do well and that will ultimately set your race up? Um, Yeah, I mean, in order to do really well in the race, you've got to be good at all three, particularly nowadays, maybe, uh, or maybe a longer time ago, the the cycling wasn't such, so, so well executed. But now you, you need to be, you know, good time pilots, very good enough, very good on the mountain run, and very good in the paddle. So uh, not not too dissimilar to a lot of other sports where someone might say, "Oh, what's you know, what's the key to success? Is it the swim, the bike, or the run?" It's like, well, you know, it's pretty much all three. Mm-hmm. So um, for sure, you'll have areas where you may be a little bit stronger, but you, you really can't afford to have uh, like to not be good at the mountain run and, and be very good at the paddle and, and bike. It's, a, it's definitely a, an event which um, you know which you need to be good at all three, and, and probably above all else, you need to have you know extremely good endurance because you know, they don't call it the longest day for nothing. Yeah, Gordy, I was going to ask you that. So, in regards to the way you set this race up, I mean the sheer volume, the sheer distances. When it comes to goat pass and the run versus the kayak, you've got to respect the distances, but you've also got to race your opponents. How do you get that balance right? between racing the favourites and ultimately trying to beat them, but at the same time making sure that you are not burning too many matches too early and that you're actually showing the course respect? Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a a very, very fine balance between, I guess, um, not so much racing your opponents, but making sure you understand that, you know, the context of the race and what might be happening and and if people start working together, is that going to undo your situation? Uh, so there's that fine balance between knowing what your competitors are doing and then at the same time, it really is just yourself against nature. It's just yourself against the land and um, getting from one side. You know, when you look at the map, you can look at the South Island on the map now and you, you sort of see how 
you know, you see, look at one side of the, the island and you look at the other and you've got to go that whole way yourself in one day. It's a pretty daunting task. So just managing yourself um, through the whole day is probably more important than how you do it against your competitors. But um, yeah, for sure, just knowing what other people are doing is helpful because it may just help you just make little minor adjustments as you go through the day. Mm. And I'd imagine the other discipline is the nutrition side of it, a lot of self-catering, and it's not an exact science. Everybody's slightly different in terms of what works for them. So uh, in terms of mastering that, how much time and effort goes into it, and what are some of the key strategies? Like a lot of time and effort goes into that, but it should be something that you pretty much, you you just rehearse day after day in training. Like For sure, there'll be some slight differences in what you might do nutritionally in the race, but a lot of the smelling that you might do in training for general training is actually not too dissimilar to the race. So um, hopefully you've got that mastered through your own training. Um, but you know, like a real fundamental is you just need to take on you just need to take on a lot of calories and practicing taking on those calories is is really really important. And um, you know, there's a little bit of a difference with the longer race. There's a finer balance between carbohydrates, then also maybe taking on other other sources of calories of fat and protein rather than just say in a shorter race it might just be all carbohydrates so a little bit of a finer balance and then also with the, the fact that it's such a long day you'll also be taking on quite a lot of solid food and, and then breaking down your solid food into a little bit of you know variety because you can very easily get sick of and it might be uh, one square meal bars and gels that last you the whole day. Mm. You know, the key to any race is show your body in training what happens on race day. So if you're going to run off-road, learn to run off-road. If you're going to go down a swiftly moving river, learn to kayak down a swiftly moving river and through rapids. But if you're coming from Auckland doing this event, it's very hard sometimes to replicate the geography of the South Island. And, you know, financially, it's not easy just to constantly making trips down to the South Island. So if you're an Auckland-based athlete, which you were, how, how do you replicate the coast-to-coast in training? Well, yeah, I guess it took me a long time to figure out that there's actually some really amazing training locations up here in Auckland. I mean, I knew a few of them, like the Whitex and, and those sorts of things, but uh, there are actually some amazing places to train for the coast-to-coast here, like um, you know, over on Rantau Island is an absolutely awesome place to practice um, the type of running that's very similar to the mountain run. And then the North Shore Beach is running from... Um, take a point north and, and just practicing going you know, over the rocks and then you can actually go through the rivers as well. So, you know, fantastic training there for the coast to coast. And then on a Susky out in the harbour is once again really, really challenging in, in a different way to the river, but it's also also very challenging um, in the same way on a stabilising muscle. So there's, there's lots of things you can do, um, but at the same time, even for people that are in the South Island, there's nothing that replicates the feeling that you have of what it's like to get to halfway in the coast to coast, like to have bike to bike and run the mountain run at race pace in the race with your fellow competitors. You know, as, as fit as you are, you you don't realise how unfit you are until you get to the, the Klondike Corn and you think, oh my god, I've got to do the whole paddle, and I'm, you know, and I'm, I don't know, I feel like I'm nine out of ten done now. Mm. So yeah, you can. You can replicate it, but to be honest, the, the feeling of getting, you know, getting even just halfway at race pace is, is pretty demanding and it's, it's very hard to do that in training. Mm, yeah, I, look, I, I say of the Ironman and triathlon that the swim 
the bike and maybe the first part of the run are very much from the shoulders down and then you get to a certain threshold and it's all about the shoulders up, it's all about the top two inches. Is there a threshold in coast to coast where that maybe applies? I mean, depending on, on what level you're at, um, that'll happen at different stages. So I guess the more experienced competitors, they'll, they'll know the race much better. So they'll be able to get through the run without... Um, they'll, be able to, they'll be able to get through the run like knowing, knowing the run and knowing where they are in the run and, and all that sort of stuff and, and pretty successfully and then they'll start the paddle and they'll feel okay at the start of the paddle. Um, and this is for like a, someone who's done it maybe three, four, five times. And so it's, it's probably the gorge. There's a, there's a, um, a section on the, in the... They call it the Waimea Gorge, the whole thing, but there's a, there is a gorge section in the middle of the river and that's, that's a time where it gets pretty lonely. And and as I said, no matter how much training you've done, it's 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 very very hard at that point. And um, and and not long after that, the headwind often arises from always even easterly. So somewhere around then, it's it's very demanding mentally. Um, but if you're a, a newer competitor, and that might even happen halfway through the mountain run, and then you're you know you've got a long way to go, and it's quite hard to. Mm. to break that down mentally and to feel like you're actually going to get yourself to the finish line. So I think it really depends on who you are in terms of your own experience and fitness as to when that point happens. But, yeah, there's no doubt it's going to happen, for sure, for everybody. Gordon, when you were getting yourself well and truly immersed and entrenched in the coast-to-coast and Maldi sport, you had sort of Steve Gurney, the great Steve Gurney, coming towards the end of his career, but you had athletes like George Christensen and Richard Usher. You had your breakthrough victory in 2007. How many attempts did it take before you sort of really started to understand and think, right, this is what I need to do to actually win this race and have that breakthrough performance? Uh, Well, I... I did the, like the first time I came seventh and um, I was 40, 30, 39 minutes or something behind Gurney. And I, I thought after then, I thought, man, I think if I, if I trained hard and I do things pretty well, I, I feel like this is a winnable thing. Um, but there's a long way to go from that to actually doing it. Um, a couple of years later, I came second. Um, but it probably wasn't until the year that I won, which was my fifth time, fifth attempt, um, that I kind of just, maybe in the last month or two that I, I more kind of realised that it was just um, like a, a battle of yourself against mm. nature and to enjoy the course, to enjoy the process. You know, it's the classic, all the classic things to do with sports psychology about just surrendering to the outcome and actually really enjoying being, you know, being in the environment and having a battle and having a race not wanting it to just go your own way and hopefully win. Mm. Um, so probably reshaping and um, like changing, not, not so much changing my mind, but just re, re, re-evaluating how you might look at the same task. And probably at that time that I, I think I was physically able-ish before, but I was a little bit more able when I did win, but more mentally able. Mm. Uh, Gordy, I remember us spending time together in southern France and training and I think at that point uh, maybe the triathletes couldn't understand um, coming off that first three kilometre run the bike historically in the coast to coast always seemed a little bit pedestrian for that first 70 odd kilometres you came along and you changed the game you were the first athlete that really said hey I am going to make this a bike race as much as going to make it a running race um, how deliberate was that tactically? 
hundred percent. Yeah, like I think the year, like I said, I came second in my third attempt, and then second in my fourth attempt, and and the, probably the fourth one was the, was, the, was a bit of a stuff up in the sense that um, I just didn't didn't, didn't um, race hard enough, to be honest. Um, and so then I after that year, it was only it was within a month of the race. I just was sitting down with a mate, and I was like. And and I think my wife actually said to me, she said, yeah, you've never been passed in a race. You've only ever passed people. So I was like, oh, well, I've just got to get to the lead. I've got to get to the lead of the race as soon as possible. Um, it was a pretty simple strategy, and I thought cycling is something I'm better at than the others at the moment. Um, mm. So I'm, going to, I'm just going to make it basically just a simple plan. I'm going to make it a longer and harder race and see how that goes for me. And and catch people by surprise and, and it works. And then the likes of Dougal Allen and Braden Curry have come along and probably taken it another level again, but really was a game changer the way you did approach that race in 2007. Uh, Goody, look, just uh, finally too, just a text that's come in. How do you, and everybody goes through the highs and lows in a long day, uh, how did you deal with those low points, whether it be through energy, whether it be through just mental fatigue? Uh, what are some strategies that people can do? I think the first one is just accepting that they're going to happen, and you um, like I think when you when you train really hard, and this is a mistake that I made possibly like in the very first year that I did it, and then in the year that I said that I signed on my hand second was I just thought I was going to be so fit and so strong that that was never going to happen. Um, so when it did happen, I was like, oh, that means that I haven't, I'm not good enough, or I'm not fit enough, or I'm not strong enough. But the reality is, I mean, you know, because obviously I won a race, and I know that even when I did win, there was there was some dark times, you know, and they're pretty dark times. Like you, you know, you definitely, well, personally, I did. I was questioning, what the hell am I actually even doing here? You know, there's much easier things to do with my life than this. Um, so I think it's just accepting that those things happen, no matter how good or or not good you are, and then. So first of all, because otherwise if you don't accept it when it does happen, you, you sort of wrestle with it for too long. Um, and so first one I think is just to go, oh, well, that's happening. Yep, uh, oh, that didn't, you know, that took four hours to happen instead of maybe it might normally happen in three hours. So I'm doing good. And then the next thing I think is to really, um, there's a good concept that I use, which is just called thought catching, where um, I would, you know, I'd find when I was going through a bit of a dark time, I'd think very negatively. So it was around to, um, stopping the negative thoughts pretty quickly. And then I would check my nutrition. Go, have, have, have I eaten enough? I'm like, man, I actually know I missed that gel. And then sometimes it might have just been that I was just a bit, um, yeah, maybe low on low on uh, sugar. So it would be check my nutrition. And then I'd just focus on um, what might be the next landmark that I can get and then stick to my technique. And then, and then I would move out of that phase mentally and then I'd, Suddenly, be in a totally new phase. So, accept it, and then, and then, and then, just break it down to something not 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 false positives, but processes, and then, and then I could get a, get along with it. But yeah, absolutely. I, I, there was some um, yeah dark times. Even just on the start line, often you might be thinking, "This is madness. Far mm. out. What am I doing here?" Mm. Yeah. Hey, hey Gordon, look, just yeah. before you do let you go, so all of these experiences you had an athlete, all those, the highs, the lows, learning how to lose before you learn how to win, um, how beneficial, when you look back now, have were they in regards to you achieving what you've achieved as a coach uh, in the sport of kayaking with Lisa Carrington? 
I mean, for me, they were really helpful because, um, you know, it's like what even an endurance sport, there's a lot of time out there on your own and you're, you're educating and teaching yourself unconsciously a lot of the time. Um, and the adventure racing and the endurance racing, it's bloody hard and you really, you know, you have to be very resilient. You have to be able to think for yourself. Um, and so a lot of it was, because it was self-taught, in order to teach yourself, you've got to make a shitload of mistakes to actually figure out what's good. So I think it, it really helped me um, to understand, you know, myself and then understand others and that often we're all fighting the same battles. Um, but by having a lot of those experiences, both positive and negative, have been really, really helpful. Even just the one around just being very grateful for, like the, the guys today, they'll be very nervous. They'll be thinking, why am I doing this? But I guess for them, the best thing they can do is just to be very grateful that they're actually at the start line where there'll be a time in their life where they can't actually be there. So just to take a moment to be like that, I think for that, that's a big learning that I had um, that can help ease you just in the last day or so. Gordon Walker, been an absolute privilege and a pleasure. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day and joining us here on SCNZ. Pleasure, mate. Yeah. Thanks so much. There you go. Three times Spates Coast to Coast winner these days. It is the Katmandu Coast to Coast and, of course, four-time New Zealand Halberg Coach of the Year, the man who has been instrumental in the success of Lisa Carrington, Gordon Walker. It is 29 and a half minutes away from two. Let's catch up with the latest in sports, news and weather.